Welcome to your financial takeaway podcast with your hosts, Cedric and Sophia, a space where we talk all things financial to help you think bigger, make bolder financial decisions, and to develop better financial management skills. Let's get started. If you could go back to your younger days, what financial advice you wish someone would have taken the time to give you and what actions would you have taken? We are excited to share ours and hear from our listeners. Yeah, Sophia, that's a great question. You know, if I had a chance to go back, honestly, and um, if someone would have told me something about finances, uh-huh. I have many of them, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, only, I'm only going to stick to one. <laughs> right but honestly, the only one I, w- I would say the most important to me that I found out later is saving for a purpose. Yeah. I wish someone would have told me way back when, maybe my middle or high school years, to tell me to save for a purpose. And when I say save for a purpose, that means if I'm going to purchase a car, I'm saving for that car. Mm -hmm. Because most of the times we hear save for retirement, save for retirement, Mm -hmm. but we don't hear, okay, you need to save for that car. You need to save for the house or save for opportunities that's going to come and knock on your door. And some of those opportunities are once in a lifetime. So being more specific on what you're saving for, um, you know, you hear like, and, and, and I, I understand what you're saying, because in your eyes, you're thinking retirement, especially at that young age, you really don't want to talk about retirement. You, you're not thinking about retirement. You're yeah. trying to get older, yeah. right? You're trying to get to the age where you think you want to have fun at that age, right? It's just like, you're, it's just a little kid mm-hmm. and you're just ready to grow up, get married enjoy life, spend your own money, those type yeah. of things. So I, I can see that. Like if someone would have just taken the time, stop and say, hey, if you want such and such, save for this. Instead of when you have the money, you just get up and buy it. Because yeah. that, that was mean, my culture. Yeah, we, we I've seen that a lot. I mean, I heard that a lot. I've yeah. said it before. Oh, when I get money, I'll oh. have three kids. Or when I get money, then I'll buy the house. But yeah. not saving for the house building up to it yeah, yeah. And, and i think that that's the most important thing that i wish i would have learned and uh, yeah. maybe who knows some of the opportunities that i have missed you know they could have been once in a lifetime but i may have taken those opportunities on if i um you know so you, had you that think knowledge you'd have at, the time. at that at that age yeah honestly it, I, I think i would have been a lot better uh, yeah. a lot a lot further yeah. as far as like the actions that i would have taken as yeah. far as saving for that purpose Saving for the house while I'm in high school and college or saving for that car. So when the time when I was purchasing a car, it wasn't it wasn't a huge deal. It was that I, I already it. saved for it. And even if it wasn't like the exact amount that I saved for, mm-hmm. at least I had something. And I had saved for that specific purpose. Or a specific purpose. Or I, I, even if you were in middle school, mm-hmm. honestly, looking at a car at what age? Say 16 years old. Middle school, I'm not because I'm... You know, I'm not from here. <laughs> uh, you're definitely here not in middle school at 16. If you are I know, this. <laughs> so I'm thinking middle school, what age are you? Uh, you're about, you could be 12, 12 13. 13. Okay, so 16 years old. But sometimes you may think that, oh my goodness, that's such a huge goal. I think it would have even been a little bit more realistic if it's something that you wanted, such as certain type of shoes yeah. or any other little miscellaneous items, having that 
that discipline, right? Mm-hmm. If you had mastered those skills earlier, then when it's time for you to purchase the bigger items, the same concept, the same simple discipline concept that you had, right? Those habits that you formed at that age would have helped you in your adult life to be able to then, you know, mm-hmm. achieve the goals that you want to in a less debt, <laughs> you know, accumulating yeah. less debt yeah. in, in essential. And I, I, I agree with that one. That is also something I wish someone would have taken the time to teach me understanding basic principles about money, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have a few listeners too that mm-hmm. um, have shared what they wish someone would have told them in their younger year, uh, years. And we will be playing that. Um, so actually, we can jump in it now. Let's yeah, listen let's go to ahead the and first jump right one. Into it. Okay. I wish someone would have told me that credit cards are not a good idea for college students. Great. Uh, what do you think about this one? What do you, this is from one of our listeners. What, what do you think about? Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Credit cards. Now, again, I understand credit cards, they're there to help establish credit, but mm-hmm. there are other ways that you can establish credit. Mm-hmm. But um, her her take was credit cards are not a good idea for college mm-hmm. students. I was a college student. You were a college student. We had that experience where we when we received our first credit card, what happened? We mm-hmm. thought it was free money. <laughs> And no, for some reason, some, something didn't register in my head that I have to pay it back. It's like I, I knew it in the back of my mind, but I mean, I, I wasn't ready for that yet. I yeah. just saw that I, I got the what, $500 credit card. I'm like, I'm a college student. I, I have needs. I need to pay for this. And then next thing you know, two to three purchases later, I'm at my max. And it's like, okay, how did we get here? I get another credit card. Then you can see how that builds and builds and builds. It's a domino so, effect. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, to a certain extent, I agree for people that haven't learned the basic principles of money management. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is a great um, thing to have at that age when you have little to no knowledge about how money works. I, I, I yeah. if, if, if you're in an age where this is your first time getting exposed to a credit card, you have no idea um, how to budget, how to, you know, you just have no idea on on spending and, and, and how it works, it's not, a, it, I wouldn't recommend it. Now, for someone that have gone through certain type of educational, you know, either training, yeah. hands-on training or from their parents or yeah. a guardian, a mentor, someone that has, has been exposed, then I can say, okay, yes, now this is time for them to show, to put to action what they have learned. Um, in that aspect, I can say what, what she's saying is not a good for majority of people, Mm -hmm. um, because they are not teaching financial education in school and you get into college and guess what? The banks, the financial institutions, um, they see you as prime, you know, uh, let's get, let's get them to open cards. And I know things are changing, but even for some of the workers, the banker, the bankers, they're just looking at uh, meeting quota. You know, yeah. and and for a, a young child in school in college hasn't established credit yet, they're thinking this is such a great idea, but is it really? It can really then turn around to be your worst nightmare. So I I agree. 
if you have no exposure or little exposure on how to manage money. Uh, if you have some, then I can say, you know, still tread lightly. Don't accumulate more than two. Yeah, I would definitely say that. Limit um, it. Pay for something that you know you could pay back. Yeah. Don't go and pay for Within a that TV time period. Or, oh, gosh. or anything of that nature that, that you probably don't need, but you think you need as a college student. But it definitely teaches a lot of responsibility yeah. when you're venturing off into college. Or even sometimes now, uh, high school seniors, they're, they're getting offers from these credit card companies to obtain a credit card. Yeah. So that's something that, um, that, that you should really uh, be more... Um, adhesive about it just looking at the different types of credit card companies that that are sending offers to um the high school students and also college college students and then um yeah well um also what i would say it is good to build your credit if you have no credit i can see that it works for your good but like i said you need to be able to take control of it or else you can it, it can spiral out of control and it turns into a biggest nightmare for you so I agree with that listener about credit card to an extent if you have no exposure. Now, one thing I would say that someone can do, it, what if what about the college student that went and took out the credit card and have that credit card debt? Uh, it's best to lower or reduce that debt before you purchase a house, before you start taking out other debt once you graduate college, once you're thinking about purchasing a house or making any other life important changes, you know, mm -hmm. I would recommend if you get yourself in debt, if you're a listener and you're in that position right now and in college you accumulated debt, before you take on any more debt, I would recommend get rid of the ones you have now. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay. Now, um, do we want let's let's listen to another one. Yep. One advice I wish someone would have told me about money would be to always put up for a rainy day and to always save ten percent. Okay. Sophia. So what do you think about this one? Um paying yourself ten percent. Um, you know, save saving for a rainy day and then paying yourself first. Um I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I agree um, too as well. The the ten percent, yes. Uh, to me, having that discipline mindset, you having the mindset, and it's all about the little things that you do. If you form that habit from an early age, it will be easier to manage when you have more, right? So if you have a little, and you have the discipline to pay yourself first to save that 10%, to give. When you receive and when you accumulate more money, that same habit will carry through. It's the small things that you do, the daily things that you do, that sets the tone for how you will be able to manage your money in the future. So I agree. If, if someone had taken the time to, to show me every time I get a dollar, pay, some, pay myself first, save 10%, my goodness, imagine if I had when, when I have a thousand. Imagine when I have two thousand. Imagine when I have mm -hmm. ten thousand, a million. That same discipline will carry through. Yeah. And, and I think paying yourself first it, it shows that you matter. Mm -hmm. And and honestly it, it does something. I remember when, when I when we started paying ourselves first, yeah. it gave me more sense of pride. Yeah. It, it gave me um actually it, it boosted up my self esteem because yeah. 
I'm earning the money. Yeah. I'm working a job, yeah. 40, 50 hours a week, whatever hours that you work in, then to go and just give it all away to bills and, and oh other other things. And then when you look at your paycheck, you may not have anything left. And oh, you're like, wait a minute. What did I? What about me? And then now you go into using a credit card because <laughs> you have to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then that could put you behind. So definitely, I agree with that. Paying yourself first is that, the stepping stone to, to building wealth. And, 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 and you said a... Uh, important thing there that actually i what i would say doing that puts you in a good position it positions you for the mm-hmm. opportunity that you talked about earlier it puts it position you to then create a purpose you know behind things your why what is your why for going to work what is your why for you know accumulating wealth what is your why it then puts that and it gives that motivation for you to continue to build it on that why and not beat yourself up and think oh my gosh why am i even on this earth (laughs) you know (laughs) because when you don't have money it puts you in that mental state like oh my goodness like i've been there colleges are not easy and even graduating college and sacrificing to pass a CPA exam, all the sacrifices that we've made, and not being, not having that money, not having the funds, not knowing who, where the funds are going to come. Remember when internship were coming to an end, you know, and, yeah. and, and still studying for an exam, trying to figure out what's next, not having that safety net, man, that's scary. That's something I said I would never want to experience again. Oh, yeah. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> it's not a good feeling. It's, being it's, bro- oh, it's not a being good broke feeling. Is, it's worse. I'd rather try, try, <laughs> try hard, fail a few times uh, to to get rich than to just stay in that that. Um, or having the, enough that wealth mindset, just to yeah. have that cushion for, in, in case something happened. I, yeah. So let's let's listen to someone else. But I I do think I agree. That 10% and pay yourself first, having that discipline, you will be way ahead of the game. You will position yourself so good that if something happens, you can mitigate that risk. You don't have to, you don't, something won't happen. If one thing happened or one paycheck is missed, you're not <laughs> close to being homeless. A lot of us are one paycheck away from being homeless. A lot of people in this country. And that's yeah. sad. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely, and I agree with that, and and we can speak more about that yeah. that later. But um, let, let's definitely move forward to to listen to another one. But I, I definitely agree. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Let's on that listen one. to it. That money is a tool, and how to utilize it to increase more wealth. All right, Cedric, I'll let you start off with this one. What do you think about that? Money is a tool, and um, utilizing tool. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, money is a tool, just like a hammer is a tool. When I'm <laughs> uh, putting a nail in to hang up a picture, it's, mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's a tool. Yeah. And I think it should be looked at as a tool and, and as a way for you to build your wealth. Mm-hmm. Whatever goal that you have, if you want to purchase a home or purchase a car, mm-hmm. then that money is the tool to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone, and I wish someone would have told me that was, as far as like a mindset perspective, like money is a tool. It's not your life. Mm-hmm. It should not take over your life, but mm-hmm. you should use it to gain or, or achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Because mm-hmm. money is important. But it comes to the point, too, where 
you want to understand the cornerstones of wealth. If you understand your cornerstone of wealth, what you need to do, using that money as a tool to get to those and establish the, the wealth that you want, building your portfolio, having the quality of life. For me, the biggest thing is that quality of life. It's yes. not to mm-hmm. be boohoo rich because, you know, they have their own thing. Rich people have their own problems. Everyone has problems. Yeah. For me, it's just having that comfortable life. For me, it's having the quality of life so that I'm not working like a slave just to make $2, just to put food on the table. And I don't want to worry. If something happens, life throw a curves ball, right? If something happens, then I can still stay afloat and not totally sink. So understanding that, yeah, having that mindset as a tool and knowing how to use that tool effectively, you, you said it right, it's like, a hammer is a tool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's just a tool, and and it should be seen as such. Yeah. Because what happens is that a lot of people they allow money to bring bring forth a lot of greed because yeah. they they money hungry, yeah. money, 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 money. Yeah. But they're not utilizing the right way to build the wealth. They're just looking at me getting money so I can mm-hmm. push money back out. Me getting money, I can push money back out. That that's the mind process, yeah. and, and I think this is more. Um, you know, more of a mindset mm-hmm. um, than actually physical money. Is that yep. okay? I know money is a tool, yep. and then let me u- let me utilize this tool to build my wealth. And also, you think when you look at it that way too, because you know, and we won't be talking about this in 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 details in this episode, but just to bring it up a little bit, when we talk mm-hmm. about divorce and all these other things that happen, sometimes even in family household. Finances is usually one of the the top reason why people get a divorce, um, and it could be various reasons. If you know lack of money, or because that one person in the household, that most likely the breadwinner, is mm-hmm. chasing money, they neglect their family. Yep, and that's also that. So that's why I agree with this listener. If you think about money in the mindset of a tool. It won't consume you. Yeah. You will use it to build the wealth, but you also know that it's there to help establish the goals, the dreams, where you want to go to. But you have other aspects of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just understanding its purpose. Yeah. So I agree. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, thank no. you, son. Send everything. Okay. Nothing. You're pretty good. Well, now let's jump into the next listener. Okay, so one piece of advice that I wish someone would have told me or at least maybe required me to do, um, even a weekly or monthly basis or every time I got paid, you know, starting from my very first job was is budgeting. Um, and that's just because you know, from the very first job that I ever had at 15, you know, even up until now, I never truly sat down and budgeted and watched where my money went and where I could have maybe cut back on or saved from. I kind of have always lived paycheck to paycheck. Yep, this one too. I agree. <laughs> if you understand the basic concept, we talked about that. Um, but, you know, sometimes, Cedric, you know what? People don't like to hear the word budget sometimes. Mm-hmm. But 
if they would just look at it in the aspect of creating their spending plan for their family, what what they need, understanding the basic necessity for their family on a month-to-month, quarterly basis, whatever basis, day-to-day, mm-hmm. however you want to take it, however, however you want to slice the pie. If you understand your basic spending, mm-hmm. what is required, if you understand how to manage your money, man, a lot of our lives will be easier, uh, so much easier. And and this is why I think it's a problem in the school system. I think it's a problem in, in what we're learning because we're learning, yeah, algebra, we, we will use algebra. But some of these things I learned in trigonometry, yeah. I learned in statistic class. I mean, I wasn't, I, I understand if, I'm going, if I was going to be an engineer, I would need it. But basic, just the basic of, of how to live and about life, it's so needed. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, no offense to those classes. Yeah. Because I pass those classes. But honestly, looking at it, I'm using money and I'm <laughs> having to use my budgeting skills a lot more <laughs> than trigonometry, <laughs> geometry, or trying to figure out what's the square, square root of a triangle <laughs> and all that stuff. I could just Google nowadays. I, I really don't need that class, you know. I mean, look at the sense of versus yeah. uh, learning the skills of budgeting. So I agree with. I agree with with that previous listener that budgeting is a top priority. Mm-hmm. You need to uh, learn how to um, budget. So, um, actually, so- Sophia, let's 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 get into let's get into some more things as well. And I know that uh, we're gonna speak more and more about budgeting, and then see yeah. how we could get. Um, and it's really such a hot topic, um, and it, it comes up in every aspect of our lives, right? It doesn't matter if you have zero or if you have a lot, you need the money. Yes, I I agree. I mean, we all need money. (laughs) And I think budgeting has a bad rep because of the history. When we think of budget, our mind just immediately goes into limitation. And it's not about that. Mm -mm. It's about me. It's about this budget. It's going to help me achieve me. uh, It's going to help me achieve my goals. That's what the budget is for. What I talked about earlier, saving for a purpose. If I yeah. would have budgeted for my shoes or video games or a car or for a house, then it would have helped me achieve that goal. Yeah. Versus, you know, just throwing money at the wind and hope, you know, hopefully that something would stick. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, it, what I look at it, when I look at budgeting, I think of it as being aware. It's having that awareness. It's like that you have that, con- you were consciously thinking before you're spending you're not sleepwalking yeah you are awake you understand what you're spending on and you have a purpose mm-hmm. and you're saving the excess for opportunities yeah you're saving it for emergencies because it will happen right for for also you're saving for things that you actually want, not just spending on anything. Because if you think about it, we've done it sometimes before where we don't swipe our cards. When we use cash, we stop to think before we spend because we don't want to see the cash go down so fast, right? Mm-hmm. We have a hundred dollars this week. Where I think about it, sometimes you you look in my purse like you still have this money. Yep, I don't want to spend it. But when I have my card, I think differently. Like I'm just being real. Yeah. We think differently. So for me, it helps me. It keeps me within the parameters. Then it gives me that opportunity. So when that opportunity comes up, 
for me to take on something that will push me, propel me for mm-hmm. the future, then I am so much more happier. Yeah. And, you know, I, want, I go back to the days when we studied for our exam. Coming up with $5,000, we had to get on a budget. How can we come up with $5,000? You know, fresh out of college, I was fresh out of college, and I saw this it, this review course that I needed to take. I wanted to be certified, and that thing said $5,000. I was like, whoa, this is a slap in the face. How the heck? I've never saved this much money. How do I break it down? I had to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to make it work. Plus, then paying for our regular bills. That doesn't go away because I'm trying to study for a state test. That was $5,000 just for a review. Then we had to spend $1,000 for the exam. Yeah. That's if you want to take, if, take it one time. If you want to take it once. <laughs> and then you have two people taking the exam. Yeah. So now that's $2,000. And then yeah, on top 000. of that, on top of your regular bills, trying to save for this. Yeah. Trying to save for other goals that we have. My goodness. You have emergencies. Yeah. So saving for emergencies. Car breaking down, all kind of. Like, I remember that time. I felt like I was <laughs> drowning. I, honestly, I came out of college like, whoa, I was not prepared for this. Like, what the heck? Take me back in college. <laughs> I feel like I got in the ring with Mike Tyson or something, you know. It's like, as soon as Get I got out of college, I'm like, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. You know, going in there as an amateur, I'm versing, you know, I'm fighting a pro right here, which is called life. Been around for ages. Yeah. <laughs> and and trying to go up against, up against that. Um, yeah. You know, life is going to slap you around a few times. It's going to knock you down. And you just, wow. you have to get up. You know, don't wait until, you know, um, don't, don't wait until... It's been count to ten, and you you out, and and the fight is done. You have to get up and actually go back in there. You have to and, go back in the yeah. ring, no matter how scary it is. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. learn how to budget. Man, you know, money is a tool, and saving for that rainy day and emergency. It's important. Which you know, we all know that emergency is going to happen. It is. It's not. No one is exempt. I don't care how much you've been going to church. It will happen. That's just a, that's just yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. For for example, you buy a car. Yeah. I know for a fact I have to change the oil. I have to change the oil. Yeah. The tire's going to go out. Mm-hmm. The brakes. You have to pay for registration every registration. year. Registration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starter. Insurance. Alternator. Something's going to happen. Something will happen on, on top of all of the maintenance that you have. But, see, sometimes we don't plan. And even taking your car situation... Um, sometimes when we're planning for the car, we're not thinking about those other things too. So sometimes what we do when we fail, what we do is, oh, $300 a month, I can pay for that. Can you really? You also have to think about how much would it cost per year to maintain that car. Build that cost in. Because you're getting a paycheck for $300 doesn't mean you need to spend $310. Because that we're doing because we put the rest on the credit card. Then we can't pay the credit card off. Yeah, we're in the debt. I mean, you're speaking it. You're speaking it as it is. It's it's the truth. Um, Because you know, I could buy the car and I drive right off, and next thing you know, a few hours later, I may get a nail in my tire. Now Mm -hmm. I have to replace the tire. A tire. tire Something so simple. Yeah. Something so simple, and tires are not cheap. I mean, I remember we were when we priced tire like five hundred, six hundred. What am I? What kind of car I have here? I only have a Honda here. And a Toyota. I don't have a Lexus and a BMW. Yeah, I think that was our first time actually purchasing, <laughs> purchasing tires. tires. In my head, honestly, I had about maybe, it's just a side note here, I had about 
200 maybe the max $300. <laughs> we saw those quotes for 700 plus labor, 800 500 I wasn't expecting that. No. I didn't budget for that. No, did not budget for that. I remember sometimes we were like, that costs more than your red card. Remember that red card? <laughs> <laughs> that costs more than a car. You might as well take the car. <laughs> Get the yeah. bus. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that car was a money pit. I should have just taken the bus instead. <laughs> See, that was something wrong, but we live and we learn. Yeah. For me, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's wrap this you? up. I would somewhat, I agree with the saving for a purpose. I agree with a lot of them, but my main thing, my main concept of just learning now about money and how it works, I really wish someone, a mentor, because I'm going to be honest, I didn't have much mentor. I didn't have any mentor growing up. I wish someone would have taken the time to tell me about the power or the rule of 72. Mm-hmm. About, you know, an, an aspect of investing on how I can make my money work for me. Someone taking the time to say, hey, if you invest your money at this amount, you know, if you if you invest this amount of money at this amount of rate of return, expected rate of return, mm-hmm. then every so often this money will double. Like the rule of 72, what? A lot of people don't even know what it is. I'll break that down. It's, you take 72. So, I'll just give an example. Mm-hmm. Let's say we um, we know that we're going to get back. Like, let's say we're going we're gonna to put in $5,000. Mm-hmm. And let's say, let's go back. I like to be young. So, let's say we're 18 years old. All right. And we're 18 years old and we have $5,000 to invest in something. And we are going to expect to get back. I'm just throwing some figures out. Twelve. Twelve percent. You won't get it right now, but let's just say twelve percent okay, is okay. your is your return. If you have taken the time to understand the rule of seventy two, you would know how long it will take to double that money. So what you do, you'll take the seventy two, and what's the percentage? I said twelve percent. Divide 12%. that by twelve. So that was tell that will tell you every six years your five thousand dollars will double. You're eighteen. Think about that. I'm eighteen. If I'm 18 and if I add six, that's 24. By the time I'm at 24, my $5,000 will turn into 10,000. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. And then, and think about that another six years. By the time I'm 30, I'm getting $20,000. Like, think about that. And then another six years go by. I'm at 36. I was at what? 20,000. When I said 20,000 at mm. 30, now at 36 I'll have 40,000. Can you imagine? Yeah. And that's where you're not investing that's what, that's in anymore. anything else. That's not even adding any more money. That's the same $5,000 that I invested at the age of 18. Yeah. Now imagine if you took $100 a month. Just even just say $100 a month if that's what you could afford. On top of that. Oh my god. Why didn't anyone tell me about that? Like, I want to throw this ball. <laughs> Can you, you know, imagine? You know how many yards I would have cut and you cars know. I would have washed to invest into something like that? Cedric. Having that knowledge, you know, at, I at that eat, age. <laughs> listen, rice and beans would have been my best friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would throw in some tuna or something. I don't know. I have, to, I have to at least throw in some fried dumplings and plantains or something. You know? <laughs> You're not even Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But listen, stop. You're too funny. But now I'm being real though. Uh, Think about it. You know what? Oh my goodness. I would have been listen, I, 
looking. I don't care. As long as I look clean, I don't care if I wear the same outfit five, seven, ten times. Y'all see me in it? My money would be. My money's doubling. <laughs> While you sitting here dressing up and driving big cars, and I, listen, listen. Yeah. That's something I wish someone would have told me. Taking the time, like Sophia, understand that power of seventy-two. That it. But that's it. That, I mean, that was one of my biggest things. When I learned that, that was so mind-blowing to me. Like, what? Yeah. And you, you know what, Sophia? Guess what? If you're still alive... <laughs> it's not too late, it's right? It's not too late. Yeah. The, the, the information that we shared, um, you know, about budgeting, mm-hmm. about saving for a purpose, yeah. about saving for the emergencies, paying yourself first. If you have not done those things that we talked about yeah. earlier... Please, I encourage you to do so now. So as yeah. we get into our action items, yeah. you know, that, that's one of the action items. Yeah. Listen to what we stated in this podcast earlier mm-hmm. and then start to apply those principles. Yeah. Make the, the rule changes. of 72. Yeah. Saving for a purpose. Yep. Saving for emergency. Mm-hmm. If you have a car, you know at some point I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to change the tires. <laughs> I will change the tires. You will. I will you change will the change the oil. <laughs> it's needed. May yeah. build that in, in into your saving plan. Build that into your spending plan, rather. And it, we are getting to the point where we're not getting younger. We're getting older. We will retire someday. But if you understand that rule of seventy-two, you can see how your money can grow. When you get to that retirement age, you're not nothing against walking at Publix and Walmart or being a greeter or, the or being a greeter. That's you can do that things if you if you choose yeah. to do that, you choose to get up out of the, get out of the house and do that. That's that's something that's a choice you made, not something you have to do because you have no other money. Social Security won't cover your bills. It's yeah, a supplement. Like no, no. I mean, it's so much more we need to talk about, and we'll continuously talk about have these discussions. Because that's what we talk about here. We talk about money. Yeah. Money, 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 money. money. <laughs> but seriously, on a serious note. Yeah. It's not too late. And we can't live in the past. We're thinking of future now. What can we do now? We can start the small habits. But you know what? You have to make those changes now. It's small, smart changes that will help us to make that you know that have that radical effect. It, mm-hmm. If we do things daily, we make the changes daily. Think smart small about that coffee that we buy every day. Make your own. You know, certain it, we all have that one thing or things that we are spending on and unnecessarily, or those have these bad habits of you know not doing. We just have to wake up and make the small changes smart changes now mm-hmm. and they will make the big impact in our lives financially yep Sophia, i totally agree i can't agree with you more on that but definitely if you haven't saved a if, if you have not started an emergency fund yeah. i encourage you to start one today yep money is a tool okay just think about money is a tool if you don't have a budget or what it's a spending plan yeah start one today Exactly. And one thing I want to say, um, I would like to encourage you guys to get mentees, mentor people, show and teach people about money. You, It's certain things now. You wish someone would have told you, told you this. You wish someone would have told you that. Can, are you telling 
younger the, the younger um younger generation, generation mm-hmm. what to do and are you giving them this nuggets give them the nuggets yeah and let's make a difference get a mentor and be mentored at the same time continuously learn because it's you you constantly evolving learn and then teach it yeah that's what i have cedric yeah that's all i have well, thank you for your time, for listening. Um, we're so excited about this topic. We will have more coming up, so continuously listen to us. Um, this is such a... I love this topic, when he talks about us and in, 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 in planning for our future. Um, I'm not dwelling in the past anymore. I'm ready to move forward, and I'm ready to help others move forward. So reach out to us if you have questions, if you need help. Reach out to us. We're here. We're here to talk about money. That's what we do. That's who we are. <laughs> and that's what we're about. <laughs> All right. Y'all have a great one. Subscribe, share. Peace out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Your Financial Takeaway with Cedric and Sophia. Don't forget, hit that subscribe button for notification of future show postings. Have a financial question or want to be featured on our show? Email us at info at cswestcpas.com. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Simply search for CS West CPAS.